Hello and welcome to Dark Alignment Podcast. I'm Brittany. And I'm Aruka Rose. And we are a true crime astrology podcast. Yes, we are. Confirmed. And we are here bringing you all kinds of good shit. So last time we were here, we covered Gwen Shamblin of Remnant Fellowship, who was a weight loss cult leader. And this cult is still in existence and active in Tennessee. So really interesting story. I was not expecting that one to be the way it was. Yes. But there was something about that one that really caught me off guard. It was really interesting. <laughs> it was full of surprises. Yeah. Uh, there was a marriage to Tarzan. There was a plane crash. There was a lot of wild things mm -hmm. going on in that one. So if you didn't listen to that one, please check it out. We guarantee you will enjoy it. So... Um, make sure also that you are liking, following, subscribing, sharing mm -hmm. the podcast wherever you're listening. Make sure you're rating us and give us a fucking review, like five stars, five stars, please. <laughs> we would love it. That is honestly the only way podcasts gain visibility yeah. in the algorithm. Mm -hmm. um, you have to have ratings, reviews. Reviews are worth everything, so it does not matter what you put on there. I think last time we asked everybody to just put your mom. Like, we were like, <laughs> roll call, just write your mom. If you're One time we asked people to put their Venus signs, and I did see a review <gasps> with a Venus sign. Yay! Thank um, you, guys. It just, you know, it really does not matter. Just whatever you say, words, words, whatever you, just write words. Um, just give um, the color of your favorite flower. I don't want to know what it actually is, but like the color of your favorite flower. What not if, your favorite color or your favorite flower, but the color of your favorite flower. That's but what, what if your favorite flower comes in multiple colors? Then you have to pick your favorite of the colors. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to understand the assignment. That's it. Okay. I needed to know. Perfect. Um, so we also have super cool merchandise. We have Dark Alignment Custom Scented Candles by Anastasia Blue Alchemy that are fabulous. They smell great. They're mm -hmm. beautiful. They, done. As they burn, it looks like blood. Yes. And they are locally made, locally sourced, I believe, maybe, possibly. Uh, but definitely locally made by woman-owned business, which is always great to support. So check them out online. They're great. Um, you can also join our Patreon. Patreon mm -hmm. has already gotten an exclusive tonight. They got an exclusive. Last week, they got behind-the-scenes look at the Sun Moon Rising interviews that you've been doing. Uh, mm -hmm. We have had a blast. Those have been so those. fun. So basically, I've been asking people um, the same 12 personality questions, and but you get to know their Sun Moon Rising. You know when you're like out and around and like you know about astrology and you're observing people yep. and you start thinking, oh, I wonder what their whatever sign is. Oh, I wonder what their rising is. I wonder blah, 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 and how, what they would think compared to this other person. And now this is the perfect mix of, um, I don't know, it's like, it's like that experience, but put in like a little 20 minute interview. Um, and if, oh my God, it's eventually it will collect all of the sun, moon, rising combination. <gasps> And you'll be able to like listen to another person with your same sun moon rising. Like I would totally watch an interview yes. of uh, anybody with my same sun moon rising. I mean, obviously Chris Britton. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I do get to see that. I do get to see that, and I am spoiled. So I want to provide that for everyone else. <laughs> that is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, yes. So check those out if you haven't. And those are on your personal channel, correct? Yes. Just Rick Rose. Mm -hmm. Yep. Those so, are right over there. You can go check that out. Um, and as I get more time, I'm also going to be posting more pick-a-cards and 
all that good stuff too. Yay. Such a good time. I'm absolutely the biggest fan of the Sun Moon Rising interviews. They are great. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do all that and join our Patreon at darkalignmentpodcast.com, not mm-hmm. .org, not .edu, yes. not .gov. I know that. No nets. No .net. Um, you could really get it twisted. Uh, but don't be confused. It's just .com. We're, we're, we're classic. We're keeping it classic. Also, um, my dream journal and mini guide is available for sale on my mm-hmm. website. And readings are available there as well. Actually, yeah, I have a copy you, of we it. We got to show you this. We got to show you this. So if you are watching on YouTube, you can actually see I got my author's copy of the book um, yesterday. Or the this day is the hardcover. It's also available in paperback. Yes. So this is uh, so much fun. Shout out to Boudoir by Zane who did this photo. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loved my photo shoot with Zane. So um, check that out if you are interested. We have all the info about that. So, it's the perfect uh, Pisces Virgo book is what we were saying. It earlier. is. It's basically, because <laughs> uh, I do dream analysis readings, mm-hmm. it's me teaching you how to do a little bit of that yourself, how to mm-hmm. decode your own dreams. Great for beginners. If you don't know anything about dreams, this is perfect for you. If you're mm-hmm. somebody who's really interested in dreams, mm-hmm. but you've never really gone to the next layer, this mm-hmm. is perfect for you. Excellent resource. Perfect um, bedside book where you yep. can like jot it down. There's a huge journaling section. Uh, jot down your dreams as soon as you wake up or as you're dwelling on them. And then you get to reference the beginning guide. It's so great. Yep. Just a nice little resource to have uh, to kind of help promote remembering your dreams and learning to kind of pick them apart and get those messages out of there. So there's so much magic you can do with dream work. It's so so great, especially right now with the Jupiter Neptune conjunction. Yes. And we have eclipses coming up. Speaking of, you do eclipse Uh readings. We've got eclipse readings uh, running right now on my website. I'm doing those. Um, I try to do them for every eclipse season as long as I'm not too busy. Um, the April eclipse, I believe is fully booked. Um, but the next upcoming eclipse in May, May 15th, um, you want to get that now so you you can get the reading done before it fills up. Uh, I'm excited. This will be my second time to get an eclipse reading Mm -hmm. and I'm super pumped. Like they're always so good and I can't, I need to go back and listen to my old one. Yeah. Yeah. We both had major changes last year on on the spring eclipses. Huge. Yeah. So, um, and those, those eclipses run in like six month cycles and then that kind of repeats over like two years ish. Um, so I actually look back at the previous eclipses as well as the current eclipse on your chart and you get to look at all the interactions and potentials for you. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's all the announcements we have. Anything else that you've got going? Mm -mm -mm. Always buy stickers. Our stickers are great. Like they're super inexpensive. You can put them on anything. Um, you can have let's chart this bitch all over your personal items, which is a good time. And people be like, what does that mean? I get asked about it a lot, especially like I'm one of my coffee mugs that I use at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's a fun thing. Also, I'm kind of curious. I'm sure you already have an opinion, but I'm kind of curious if anyone would prefer if we got into merch clothing, if we they would prefer like hats or shirts first. I feel like shirts are probably a bigger one, but hats mm-hmm. are so cute. Hats are so easy accessory, so cute. you know? Um, embroidery is mm-hmm. a whole other ballgame, though. I know. I, I worked in that type mm-hmm. of marketing for a very long time. I know all about this. Yes. I, I want to hear what they what their what their opinions are. But we will give you what you give want. Give me some comments. That's the thing. Give we me would... some comments about what, what you are dying to wear. Yeah. Would you yeah. like a hat, a shirt? Personally, I like hoodies and sweatshirts. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but we are approaching like warmer seasons. So I don't know. Something to think about. I am cold all the time. That's true. A lot of us <laughs> are cold all the time. It doesn't matter. So, and then here it can be like, like this morning it was hot and rainy and now it's like sunny and cold. So, mm-hmm. you know, the it weather changes. shifts drastically. Um, it's good to have a hoodie laying around. But without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into it. This is season three, episode 10, and we're going to be covering the astrology of Anna Delvey slash Anna Sorokin. Anna Sorokin being her real name, Anna Delvey being a name she made up entirely. Um, I feel like I want to call her Anna Delvey because it's kind of just like, why Why not? I'm used she, to it. I she's embodied it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, sure, whatever. Um, I will call anybody what they want to be called, pronouns, names, or otherwise. Mm-hmm. If you prefer to be called something, I'm going to respect Does that. it bother me? Don't you know care. I'll call you what you want to be called. Even if you're kind of an asshole, I'm still going to like call you what you... They're acting like. At, I'm just kidding. Behaving. It could be. It could be one. <laughs> the behavior indicates. As asshole. a kid, to get around, uh, like insulting people directly, I would say, you know, instead of being like, "You're such a, a bitch," like I would say, "You're acting like such a bitch." Like it's th- not you. A, it's not a direct insult. It's not who you are, but like you're kind of. It's not you. It's your portraying behavior. that uh, <laughs> that character right now. It's your behavior. That's the problem. Not so much you, but how you are right now. Like, right. You in this moment. I know you don't identify as a bitch, but like, from, it's kind of seeming like it right now. From an outside perspective, let me just tell you, this is a bitch behavior. This is, this is bitch behavior. Okay, so I'm going to start with my sources. And I have not been doing the best job lately of keeping it all straight because I kind of go too hard after a while, but definitely mm-hmm. watch the 2020 special, The Sinfluencer of Soho, which I thought that was really funny. Sinfluencer. Um, mm-hmm. And that is an interview directly with Anna herself. So wow. it's really interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2020 is my absolute favorite show. So I get very excited when new episodes come out. <laughs> this is I got to rewatch this one. I had seen it months ago, but I was like, I get to rewatch 2020. Yeah. Love it. Love uh, it. Wikipedia is always a great resource, so please donate to them. They are a nonprofit site, so mm-hmm. to keep it up and running, I, I make an annual donation. I encourage everyone else to do so as well. If you use mm-hmm. that platform, just to keep it alive, we want it. I, I can't like solely keep it running with my like $20 a year donation. I'm not made of money, y'all. I need help, and so does Wikipedia. <laughs> Excellent Wikipedia plugs. Um, Inventing Anna, of course, is the Netflix series all about her. I have really... you seen it? Comment. Have you seen Let it? Let us know. So the main reason that I watched it, I watched it, it was the last thing I did for research. So mm-hmm. I did all my other things and I was like, now I'm going to kick back and I'm going to just enjoy the shit out of this Netflix Perfect. series. Um, because I wanted to see what everybody else knew about her. Mm-hmm. I knew what I had learned from all of my research and from watching interviews. The legit resources and then the dramatization. Right. I wanted to kind of see, and I love the way they presented the mm-hmm. information where they said, like, this is a true story except for all the parts that are made yeah, up. Like, they said that too. so many times in some words. I may not be, I might be mm-hmm. botching the quote, but mm-hmm. I thought that was really funny. It made me laugh every single time that it said it because that is truly what's going on mm-hmm. here. And they really did keep it. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, it's got a certain perspective yeah that is really you could spin the story a lot of different ways and we're going to do that as Mm -hmm. we discuss we're going to look at it from two different points of view which is going to be kind of a good time also um her 60 minutes interview was pretty interesting 
I watched a ton of interviews and what's so fascinating to me is she will answer the same questions entirely differently in different I interviews. noticed that and because I, I was trying to kind of Mm -hmm. I got excited after I watched Inventing Anna, and mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I want to see her actually talking. Yeah. And then I was like, what? <laughs> First of all, they didn't nail her accent because it's so weird. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just so hard to place. She and did the, a great job. The girl who played her, I wish I had put her name down because she did phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed her portrayal. She uh, did great. Yeah, she did great, especially with the accent. But I feel like it was so hard to nail, but she did nail it. Mm -hmm. And, like... There's like an arrogance to it that is just so funny. So overview, you guys already know who she is. I mean, if you don't, then great, welcome. We'll, we'll, we'll get you caught up because everybody's been fascinated with her. She's basically a wannabe socialite. She conned the highest status social circles into believing she was this German heiress worth millions of dollars. And she did this for a four year span. So from 2013 to 2017. So this was kind of a whole thing that she mm -hmm. made up. She was also known as the Soho Grifter. That was one of the like wow. aliases they gave her, which I don't feel like that's too relevant. I'm not, I don't like that. What is I've heard it multiple grifter. times, and it's uh, yeah, I don't really. I don't. What? She doesn't feel like a grifter. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. It's weird. So we'll go ahead and jump into her young life. So she's a young person in general. I think she's one of the youngest people. We've covered on the podcast. I was trying to think mm -hmm. if we've covered anybody. I mean, other than like Morgan Nick. Especially when this stuff was going on. Right. When she was younger. Because now she would have been in her 20s then. Now she's like 31. She's, mm -hmm. yeah. So Anna was born January 23rd, 1991. And she was born in Moscow, Russia. So she's of German heritage, actually. So she is legitimately German and did spend time in Germany. But when she was growing up, her father was a truck driver. Her mother owned a small convenience store, very middle-class upbringing, not an heiress at all. Mm -hmm. um, definitely not like poor, po it, like impoverished mm -hmm. deeply or anything. They just seem like a working class, normal family. She does have her South Node in Cancer, so it's kind of like a homier, nurturing... Yeah. Um, Vibe. And she was an only child for the first 13 years of her life. So wow. she identifies, she says this in interviews, I identify as a, what is the word she uses? She doesn't say only child. She says something different that's kind of funny because <laughs> I'm an only child. And I was like, I want to start saying that. Like solo <laughs> child or something. She 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 that's framed great. it really funny. I wish I would have written it down. And I heard her say it and was like, that's great. Oh Stealing it. I was like, I don't think I can Google that. I yeah. Come up. No, I heard her say it in a verbal... Mm -hmm in a verbal interview so but in 2007 when Anna was 16 her family moved to Germany her father became a fancy corporate executive at a transportation company I'm assuming that's like logistics which is mm -hmm. interesting so he was in trucking already so this would be like a pretty similar industry then he opened up an HVAC business specializing in energy efficiency and that's what mm -hmm. he still does to this day he works in like solar energy Oh, cool. So, and then mm -hmm. her mom works alongside him now, which is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. So, solar energy is a progressive type thing to get into. I think mm -hmm. that's probably a cool... Might like, be different in other countries. I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of like really taking off here. Like, yeah. solar energy is becoming really big uh, in the States, and people are starting to understand the benefits, and we're, mm -hmm. it's more popular, especially like commercial I've buildings. got solar. Yeah. I got, um, yeah, I don't have enough sunlight on my house. They told me that I was not a good candidate. Also, my electric bill was too low to justify, like, the not enough sunlight. So 
there's that. It was kind she just of, doesn't use electricity. It's fine. I really don't. I like all my lights to be off. You can ask any of my coworkers. They're, they call my office my lair because it's like very dim lighting and that's how I like it. That's I, beautiful. I don't enjoy light. I like dim lighting too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a thing. So yeah, it's important to kind of think about the fact that her family is really resourceful. I think that makes sense with her con life like she's mm -hmm. watching her parents be very adaptable we're moving we're going to just change this we're going to jump into this industry we're going to yeah. kind of it doesn't seem like it's huge disruptive things they seem like they are highly adaptable to mm -hmm. all these situations and so you know that's kind of something she's learning and mm -hmm. leaning into her mother was a housewife you know around this point too so it's pretty relaxed um, Anna attended the Episcopal School of Our Lady Eschweiler, which is a Catholic grammar school. Mm. That sounds really, mm -hmm. really intense and strict and rigid. So her classmates said that she was quiet. She struggled with the German language because she's a teenager trying to learn a new language, which is extremely difficult. Uh, there's a sensitive period for language acquisition, and it mm -hmm. happens during the first seven years of life. And there's different stages of it. So there have been a lot of really cool cognitive studies about this and a really sad story about a, a little girl who um, was abused and never was exposed to language. Mm. And they could not teach her language as a 14-year-old. She was literally living in a cage. And she was wow. unable to learn the human language entirely. Mm -hmm. It was all jumbled. So this is, it's, she's the only like case study because... That's right. not okay to do, but she just happened to be a unique situation. I've seen a video about her. Oh my God, it's so sad. In school, we watched lots of videos about her. Um, but very fascinating to learn about that critical period for language acquisition. So it makes total sense that she's going to struggle learning a new language as a teenager. But she did develop some significant interests that play into her desire to live like an heiress. It almost feels like she's escaping into this kind of fantasy life. Like she's not mm -hmm. super social, not fitting in. She was always described as quirky. She's not really, um, you know, jiving with her classmates the way she maybe wanted to. Mm -hmm. But as a young adult, she obsessively followed publications like Vogue and fashion blogs. And she really loved all these different accounts on LiveJournal and Flickr that were fashion related. So mm -hmm. super into aesthetics. Then after she graduated in June of 2011, Anna moved to London to attend Central St. Martin's, which is an art school. So she did have an interest in art. Wow. So, but mm -hmm. she dropped out pretty quickly. She went back to Germany. In 2012, she briefly interned at a PR firm in Berlin. So I'm sure she picked up a lot of like little tips and tricks about public image there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a, it's almost like the perfect environment for her to learn how to blend and learn mm -hmm. how to do these things. So that's significant. Then she moves to Paris. Fashion, obviously, mm -hmm. is the motive for that. She got an internship at this magazine called Purple. So it's a French fashion magazine. Wow. And she was making about 400 euros a month, which is only 524 American dollars. That is not very much. Whoa. Um, for a month? Like, that's, that's some bullshit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is not enough. Um, and even though Anna didn't really talk to her parents very much at this point, they still paid her rent. Like, they still paid everything that she couldn't afford because she just simply was not making enough money. And right. they were helping her out. So even though her parents are, like, honest working class people, like, mm -hmm. they're still shelling out money to their child to, like, 
fund her life and the and her dreams and the things she wants to do and that's i feel like that's yeah. a really nice thing for your parents to do especially if you're not even close with them or talking to them very much or you know yeah. coming home to visit or being involved or calling so that's interesting it is really interesting and this is also around the time where she became anna delvey mm. she really learned that um she needed to appear more german mm -hmm. and this is very common for immigrants as far back as you go in history, like right. you look at Italian families who would move to America and they would shorten part of their last mm -hmm. name or cut off part of their last name to try to Americanize mm -hmm. themselves and acclimate yeah. more easily. This is not new. This is mm -hmm. very, very, and nobody considered those people necessarily con people. Right. You have to kind of rebrand yourself to fit in where, you, to where you're comfortable. Yeah. Oh my God. I love uh, rebrand. <laughs> she is the queen of the rebrand. She's pretty much marketing herself. She is. Is what it seems like. So. Yeah. So she rebranded herself yep. as Anna Delvey. <laughs> and this is what's so interesting is because she initially claims it was her mother's maiden name. Her parents deny this. They say it's not a recognizable name anywhere in their lineage. They threw her under the bus. It's just kind of funny. But later in another interview, when they asked her the exact same question, she said, I just came up with it. So this is what I mean. Like, sometimes she'll tell you one thing, and then another time she'll tell you the exact opposite. Like, no, it's a family name. It wasn't made up at all with a straight-ass face. Okay. And the next time she's like, I made it all up. You want to know on her chart yes, what's please. going on? Please, that's Like, perfect. while we're talking about it. Before um, you, we just are getting... <laughs> Uh, well, this will also tie into this next section, but which it's is titled perfect. Manipulation. It's perfect that you came in the minute wow. that I was, like, switching sections. So this was perfect chart cue. I was going to ask you to do it. We're, we're vibing. We're getting, we're getting in sync with the new format. We're feeling us go. this energy, this Anna energy. Okay, let's go. Okay. I'm so excited. Let's go. Let's chart this I think bitch. this will also play into that, but um, her Mercury placement is in Capricorn, conjunct Uranus, conjunct Neptune. Um, so there's a lot of this like Neptunian veil going on, some of this sporadic, uh, like individualistic, like unpredictable uh, Uranus energy on how she communicates and thinks okay. and plans. All and right. So with how what she says when she activates that Mercury placement, there's going to be this unpredictable kind of um, elusive quality to how she speaks it's definitely there That's yeah it's really funny like well, she might say one thing uh but it'll sound a certain way and then she'll say something and it'll sound a certain like it'll kind of blend but not be the same like it, it could be anything super on brand yeah so i feel like she's probably pretty comfortable um switching things up and like labeling things differently and uh, -huh. uh talking about things differently and she does it so confidently no matter how she performs yeah is very like it's it's hard to question people with a lot of Capricorn placements sometimes because they're just so like rigid and stern. Like they seem solid uh -huh. like, with how they're what they're saying and thinking. Or it depends on where their placements are. It but. feels very concrete. Like uh -huh. she's like, no, this is it. Like when my double Capricorn son talks. Oh my gosh. Like and he how he approaches the world. Like you, it's hard to question him sometimes. And he's six. He's very <laughs> yeah. He makes some very profound he's statements. Very, very very direct. Yeah, very direct. Very solid with what he. Um, what his existence is. I like, love that kid. He's yeah, great. No doubts. No <laughs> doubts. That is how she comes off. Like uh -huh. she, yeah, not unsure of herself in any way. Mm -hmm. um, very interesting. Capricorn can be very um, confident like that. Do you have any other, any other thoughts on anything <laughs> we talked about so far with her young life? Um, hmm. Because we're about to move into she like She does have Chiron, with Chiron conjunct her south node. 
We don't have houses for her chart, unfortunately. Um, but with Chiron on her south node, I feel like there's there's definitely some stress related to her background. Um, and it'll probably be, well, it always is something um, with trauma cycles, like how it kind of comes up over and over. Like it feels like it does have to do with how she was brought up and like not like having a home the same way that she wanted to or that um, like a normal person might. Um, Chiron and Cancer is very like some kind mm -hmm. of issue with the mother, issue with the home. Um, I can't be too much more specific, but it seems like that kind of theme comes up a lot for her throughout her life, especially with how she feels like she has to kind of deny that she was from where she is and she had to change, like she had to kind of, um, like try to associate it with it less or, um, think that it's not good or. So I kind of identify with this to some degree, mm -hmm. like wanting to escape your past. And I, but mm -hmm. I have my moon in South node. So I feel like it yeah. maybe functions a little similar. I feel like I really understand her energy here. Of You can feel into South node stuff. Right. Like when easily. her past comes up, it's like a trauma mm -hmm. trigger for her because she's trying to get away from that. She's mm -hmm. trying to reinvent herself. She's yeah. trying to rebrand herself. Uh -huh. And every time that comes up, it's like taking away from mm -hmm. her rebrand. It's like, right. no, you're using the wrong logo again. Yeah, exactly. Like that's how it is. <laughs> because um, her, um, the way it lays out is rather than like uh, the Pisces escapism stuff, she's mm -hmm. like trying to build her way out of it. Yeah. It's like trying to... Um, like if you were if you were kind of like in a swamp, you're trying to like build a tower, like for you to get yourself up out of the swamp. Like she's um, working on doing that, and then it's it's uh, her North Node cusps Aquarius, so it gets a little bit more on this like edgy kind of vibe, but it's still Capricorn. Um, her Moon is also square the nodes. Saris is square the nodes. So there's a lot of comfort issues, a lot of emotional security issues with this. Like it, it does. It's a um, grand cross on her chart. Um, while I've talked about her chart so much, I want to give people her general placements. Oh I yeah, we skipped right over that. But I mean, we were talking about a specific area of life. But yeah, let's give. Yeah, yeah might as well. Might as well let them know. General um, charting of the bitch. Let's go. <laughs> Generic chart bitch time. But is she a, is she a bitch or is she just acting? No, I'm just you know what? I'm just let's, gonna keep playing into that. Joke. I'm gonna start now saying <laughs> instead of let's chart this bitch, let's chart this person who's acting like a bitch. That's our new tagline for this podcast. What do you think, guys? Is it roll up? No. Okay. Is it, yeah, it's real catchy. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so her son is in Aquarius. It's in the beginning of Aquarius. Her moon is on the cusp of Aries and Taurus, like literally. Um, if she's born before noon, it's in Aries. Born after noon, it's in Taurus. I feel like she's got the murder moon. If you really? I, I'm voting Taurus because of the luxury, wanting that kind of like, it's like a grounded thing. I don't, I don't feel as much fire with her, but she does have um, Jupiter in Leo and Lilith in Sag. Okay. So I could see like growth and self-empowerment being fiery, but like I think with her like deep emotional wants and like security and like I can see that feelings feel Taurus-y. I can see me. both. The reason that I'm going more with Aries mm -hmm. is because she is so like aggressive. She's so aggressively she going after everything she wants mm -hmm. and when it when she needs to be fierce, she's fierce as fuck. And she's like <laughs> yeah it's really like she can really make people stop questioning her. Mm -hmm. Like she really is has this 
softened power. So I don't know. It would see that's how great I, to that's see what I feel like Taurus with oh. the softened power. Like people are questioning. Yeah. And then she has the other fire placements that are really in power. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No, but I love Either speculating. She could just be right on the cusp and kind of have a, like a nice little blend, little. She but, is very um, blended. Her sun and moon feel like they. She's on. Yeah, she's on uh, the cusp for both. Her sun and moon, and then yeah. we don't have a rising. I did see people speculating that she was a Pisces rising. I was gonna guess Libra. Um, ooh, yeah, because she comes off pleasant still. <laughs> like after all, like the mm-hmm. kind of harder aspects of her personality, mm-hmm. people are still intrigued and think she's pleasant and interesting. That Man. it's like she can say this like kind of asshole stuff, and people are still like fascinated. And it feels really Libra rising to me. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen. I've. I've. I literally was like scrolling through, and I think it was a, even a Reddit post, and I was like, people were just saying everything. Anna, what is your rising <laughs> sign? I feel like she would watch this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like she'd be really interested to see what people would say about her on her noon chart. For anyone interested, she is like at the end of Taurus on Placidus. So, um, yeah, I it's. It's pure speculation, but it is fun to talk about why we think. And what do you guys Mm -hmm. think? Like, give us your thoughts after you've watched all the things and seen all the stuff about her. Mm -hmm. What are you feeling for her moon sign? Do you feel it's a little more Aries, a little more Taurus, and why? We'd love to hear your perspectives. I think that's so fun. We're all just sussing her out right now. Um, I hope that she comments on this video and drops that birth time. Girl, (laughs) drop drop it down. Drop it down. We need the birth time. We need it. We want it. (laughs) um i did have another thought on her her you were talking about her um i guess you already asked me about her upbringing but let's circle back for a second um her mars i was it really popped out at me when you were talking about how she learned to be adaptable like take different actions um with kind of what would what was making sense at the time. Um, her her Mars is in Gemini. I knew it. <laughs> I knew she was going to have a really strong Gemini placement somewhere. Uh-huh. Like, that's how she takes action. Yeah. And there's a grand trine. Uh, it, there's a trine up to her uh, sun and north node. Saturn is also there. Um, and then there's a trine over to her palace. And there's a sextile, obviously, then to her south node and Chiron. Um, like her Mars placement, her taking action the way she does is a huge, um, benefit to her and her life. So, and her moving forward in life. And she's still like really leaning into it. We'll talk about what she's doing now mm-hmm. much later, but yeah, she's still like nothing really knocks her down. It's kind of, yeah. Like she can a, just switch it up. Yeah. Like she can just, you know, it's, it's really with the mo like being able to stick with the moment, but also plan ahead. With Capricorn and, confidence. It's crazy. Uh-huh. Witty. You uh-huh. know, like there's kind of like, but like, I don't know how to say you're witty in the way you take action. How would you say that? Like. I think that's um, the perfect way like, to say it. Like, like, yeah. She's strategic mm-hmm. and she's seamless. Like, she's just like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. I'll just do this now. Mm-hmm. It's impressive. Like, <laughs> you know, it's almost a shameless attitude which I I really like about her there's a lot of things I still I don't know how I really feel about her from one moment to the next Mm -hmm. because like everybody else I'm fascinated Mm -hmm. but obviously she's done some like real not nice stuff Mm -hmm. but she's just like I don't know the the, her ability to do all of this and continue to be of interest and Uh her popularity is only growing it's only helping her be more successful yeah like that building, yeah. I think, is really representative of the Saturn on her north node. 
Um, or you can kind of look at that in multiple ways, but um, growing, building something, it's in its own sign of Capricorn. Um, so as she moves through life, she's going to kind of build more and more of this empire. It also can um, be like, you know, show how, how good she is at um, very like structure oriented, very discerning. Um, she's able to work with the rules or kind of work around with the rules, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, but you have to really understand the rules to, to bend them to uh, just slide between them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that that shows how her son is right over on the, over the line in Aquarius where like her North node and Saturn are kind of like, you get this blend of like using and building the rules and, um, the structure of everything, but also kind of like innovating and like, uh, using your, her idealistic nature to kind of um, make it work yeah um in a different way not the traditional way um the saturn can also put heavy limits and restriction on her self-expression and okay. her life path so i think whenever she has like a big hindrance on what she wants to do um which i'm sure we'll hear more about yep um, really it's probably going to be some kind of transit hitting with her saturn and that Ooh. grand cross um because that's a big one that's fun. Are we, are we wanting? Yeah, it? tell me. Go, okay. go. I want to hear this next section. Okay, so here we are. Let's go back to where we are in time. So just finishing up this internship, making 524 American dollars a month. It's kind of shitty. Uh, living in London. Well, she moves to New York City because that's what you do when you want to reinvent yourself. It's a great place yeah. to do it. She was done living in Paris, done being an intern. She didn't have a job or anything. And whenever she moved to New York, she was able to um, use some really deceptive tactics to convince everyone around her that she was very wealthy. So this is where it really mm -hmm. ramps up. She basically woke up one morning, decided to be someone else, and she did it successfully. Like, she really, really did. Had she not tried to do some of the major, like, loans and shit that we'll get into later, this she would have just successfully lived mm -hmm. this whole fantasy out mm -hmm. so it's fascinating and one of her most famous moves was giving people hundred dollar tips so cab drivers wait staff hotel staff she always made sure that she did this around other people mm -hmm. that they saw these big grand gestures and it was like mm -hmm. a big uh display very feels very leo feels very displaying um jupiter yep it's very, very big leo. grandiose it's all for show um, so yeah, very interesting. She was also really active on social media. So mm -hmm. her profile, her online persona helped give her some credibility that she was who she claimed to be. So she posted pictures of herself eating in these fancy five-star restaurants on these mm -hmm. private jets in these cool, like exclusive places. Yeah. So it, it just solidifies this identity mm -hmm. that she is trying to build and create. So after she got that all established, she decided to kickstart the big con. And there's something about her. This is so interesting. I listened to a lot of the descriptions. I actually made a list of everybody who was interviewed and all the things they said about her, and I blended it into this paragraph. So, oh, I'm so ready. Um, here is what they said. Offbeat. Quirky, but someone you wanted to watch. She knew how to make the right people feel important. She was intriguing. She drew people in somehow, and it was how she presented herself. Her clothes she was confident, she was fierce, she pretended she had a lot of money, and she really did live this lavish lifestyle. She was living in all these hotels, like she was doing mm -hmm. all of these things. There was no reason to question her, and no one is really sure how she did this, like how she floated it all. Mm -hmm. um, she always picked up the tab when she went out with her wealthy friends. 
So it was almost like she blew every bit of money she could in a mm-hmm. showy way just to convince people and everything else was like debt accumulating. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how she did this because some people were saying they really did get paid. Yeah. You know, so it's it's interesting. There's mixed reviews and nobody's really questioning her. Mm-hmm. So she decides to start the Art Foundation, the mm-hmm. Anna Delvey Foundation, and people were gladly like on board yeah. to like support her in this project. Mm-hmm. Like, like exciting. Yeah. Sounds great. So mm-hmm. next section is called using and abusing. This is where things get a little iffy with some of the behaviors where she starts to really take things a little too far. Uh, like we mentioned, she mm-hmm. used her fake era status to gain trust of wealthy socialites and investors and bankers and all these very important people. So she made sure they were her friends. They were her close inner circle. And then she would start to like take advantage a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's the biggest person that you would see in Inventing Anna, which is Rachel Williams, the fashion editor, or she was photography mm-hmm. editor for Vogue magazine. So this is what blew the lid off the entire thing. The reason that we all know Anna Delby's name is her friendship with Rachel. So as they became closer, no, again, this woman doesn't know who she is exactly. And like everyone else, she's intrigued. She has this rich friend who pays for everything. So it's like you can kind of play devil's advocate here Mm -hmm. because you can look at it like she was just fascinated and and really had all these good intentions and like, oh, her generous friends just paying for everything Mm -hmm. and saying, I've got it. I'm covering it. Like, come on this trip with me. I'll pay. But there's also the other side of it where, and this is very portrayed in Inventing Anna, Mm -hmm. where Rachel is portrayed as more of a blood-sucking type friend where she's mooching and she's just along for the ride and wants to have a wealthy friend and is like, oh, Mm -hmm. my friend pays for everything. I'm just going to hang out with Mm -hmm. her, like kind of like buying her friendship. So it it does seem that they had a genuine relationship Mm -hmm. when they were friends, but we got to look at her as a person who's also like really trying to climb the social ladder too. And she Mm -hmm. found a perfect way to do it by being friends with this girl who just like pays for all her stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's it's like who's using who? Are they mutually using each other? Mm-hmm. It's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. But you know, it's either side could really play victim, and that really showed up in court, and that showed up in a lot of their interactions. And Absolutely. it's an interesting dynamic, and you could really take either side and do it pretty comfortably. So interesting stuff. So, because Anna was supposedly a German citizen, she would have to travel home every three months to renew her visa. And this is not actually true, but it gave Anna a reason to um, travel all the time. Mm. Oh, I have to travel for this reason. So, on one occasion, the one I talked about, this is the infamous story where she suggested that Rachel go with her along with her personal trainer and one other friend. Mm -hmm. And they are going to go to Morocco and stay in this luxury hotel that is... $7,000 a night to stay in this suite. That is insane. I can't even imagine. So she also invites a documentary filmmaker to follow them on this journey to talk about the Art Foundation. So she's using it as like business tool, which could Mm -hmm. have been a write-off. Had she she really like Yeah, I'm not sure how she did her taxes. Also, she was not a citizen, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's complicated. But if it it were that, like, you know, she legitimized her business this trip with the photographer. We've been thinking a lot about taxes, guys. Can you tell? Uh, It's tax season. Also, April 15th is deadline. You're you're cutting it real close, you guys. You got, like, two days. Uh, (laughs) By the time this comes out, it will already be too late. You'll have to file an extension. Uh, Anyway. So... 
The thing about this, like we already said, Anna offered to pay for everything up front. Told Rachel, come mm -hmm. along. I'm I'm footing the bill. No problem. Like, you're going to get to mm -hmm. come on this whole trip. Well, there's a problem with her credit cards. They didn't get one when she checked in. This happens a lot. It actually made me think of the movie White Chicks with the Wayans Brothers. Uh, you might be too young to have seen this. It's ridiculous. Or I forgot about it. It's super funny. It's a good time mm -hmm. where the Wayans Brothers play these two. Like, they impersonate two socialite heiresses that are rich white girls. And oh, you showed me a clip of this. There's a scene you where did. they go into a hotel and they're like, the people ask for their credit cards and ID and they only have themselves as like, <laughs> you know, not these girls. And they they cause a big scene and they're like, credit cards, ID? Like, and it's kind of this whole, do you know who I am? And I can only imagine that that's an easy thing for uh -huh. someone with a lot of money to do. And the hotel staff doesn't want to upset that person. So they don't want to ask. And this was shown in Inventing mm -hmm. Anna. This It just reminded me of that movie, which was really funny. But, you know, so she doesn't have a valid credit card. The bill is racking up. They're saying, okay, like, well, you stay another night, but, like, we need some form of payment. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody's leaving until we get some form of payment. And, yeah. of course, you know, Anna kind of looks at Rachel and it's like, hey, you know, can you can you just put yourself, like, I'll pay you back. Mm -hmm. That And why would she think that Anna couldn't pay her back? You know, she's seeing all this money. Mm -hmm. So she she's like, okay, you know, she didn't feel great mm -hmm. about it, but she still offered up her own personal card and mm -hmm. her company, like, corporate credit card. Mm -hmm. And 100% of the charges were put on those cards. It was exceeding $62,000, which was more than Rachel says she made in a year. And she was not getting the money back. Mm -hmm. uh, really fucking bad. Corporate card is a big deal. Yeah. You can't put personal shit on a corporate mm -hmm. card. Risking her job. She can't pay her bills. She's freaking out. Mm -hmm. Anna's avoiding her. Um, all sorts of things. Rachel starts to realize she was kind of fucked yeah. at that point. Because Anna was like, oh, I'll pay you through Cash App. And she had a $5,000 transaction. But, of course, it didn't go through. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can't do that through Cash App. No, like, you can't insane. do that kind of thing. So it was flagged, of course. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's kind of like, do you think that... Tell us what you guys think about this. Do you think Rachel is wrong for thinking she could go on this trip without paying a dime? Or Anna's wrong for saying, hey, it's free. And actually knowing... I don't know if she knew she couldn't afford it. Because she could always I know. There's things. too many unclear details, I feel like. I still want opinions. I still want to hear, what do you guys think? Because it's we can't prove mm -hmm. what was really yeah. going on. And proving intent is one of the most difficult things ever. Like, And in court, um, we'll get to this later, but uh, Anna was found not guilty of any extortion against Rachel specifically. Wow. She was convicted of several other charges, but that was one that she was found not guilty on. So, yeah. um, very interesting. But, you know, in interviews, Rachel says things like, I wish I had never met her. She ruined my mm -hmm. life. Da, 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 da. I don't know how I feel about that because her credit cards were all wiped clean. She's done nothing but profit from this story. Mm -hmm. She didn't pay a single penny. She still filed a police report and started telling this story to everybody who would listen and trying to expose Anna. She now has a best-selling book about it all, too. So she's done nothing but make a shit ton of money. From this happening to her and she was not even, she didn't have to pay back those credit card charges. So it's interesting. They both profited mm. from it. It's very interesting. But it's interesting to think about kind of that whole aspect. Mm -hmm. Still, all this made Anna a media sensation. It's, it's a huge scandal. The fake German heiress, like 
the craziest part to me is Anna's narrative about it all. <laughs> when asked directly if she's living a lie, she says no. And it's odd because she went as far as forging a ton of legal documents to try to obtain bank loans to fund her lifestyle and supposedly eventually opened like her arts foundation. Like that's her whole goal here. Mm -hmm. um, but that's she's not the way she thinks about it. She's gaslighting her way through life. Like, she's literally just gaslighting herself and everyone around her. Um, it, it's just crazy. Like, literal fraud. But, like, no, I'm not. I, I don't understand. I feel like the way where her mercury is, I feel like that's just not how she thinks about it. Like. Like, genuine. You think it's genuine? I, partly. That's partly. where I. I think she can. I think she's smart and can also acknowledge that. It's really something, but like, okay. like the way she processes it. So think. it's not, the question isn't, is she genuine or calculated? It's a fact that she's genuine and calculated. I think like so. she believes it and she's like smart. By she's it. so passionate. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Wow. It's not an or, it's an and. I think it's an and. If you are in Northwest Arkansas and looking for affordably priced photography and videography services, then you should definitely reach out to Nice NWA. Yes, you should. With photo sessions starting at $100, now is a great time to update your company's headshots, get graduation photos, new family pictures, and more. Looking for video work instead? Yes, videos start at just $300 and are a great way to boost your marketing engagement online with current customers and potential new customers. It's also a great way to create highlight reels of your next event or just to tell your story in an exciting and creative way. NICE is not just locally owned and operated, but is also a certified minority and veteran-owned business that started right here in Northwest Arkansas in 2017. So go check them out on Facebook or on Instagram at NICENWA or by visiting their website at NICENWA.com. With all her manipulating and all of that, um, there's a couple of placements on the chart we can look at to look at that. Like, we can look at to look at that. We can, we can, we can look at this to look at this. Well, look at this to look at this. <laughs> Perfect. I get it. I understand. You y'all get it. You get it. You um, get it. So, <laughs> Lilith is one of those placements. Um, it usually shows how you empower yourself, get yourself out of situations. Like, um, it also has a lot of sexuality tied to it. it has a lot of um, kind of this edgy, like, like I'm gonna do what I need to do to make this happen, even if it's bad. <laughs> Um, even if I'm manipulative, I'm going to make it happen. So this can also kind of show the way that you manipulate people and energy, um, that kind of vibe. Uh, hers is in Sagittarius. Um, so Sagittarius is this fiery, um, kind of wildfire type of sign, um, ruled by Jupiter, like very, like kind of lucky. Like she can kind of just um, ride with the universe to like let something come back around for her, come yeah. up for her. Like it's almost like high picture. I just got this image in my head of like a tightrope walker, and then like the ones on the cartoons where like they would they would fall. Maybe I don't know if people do anything like this in real life, but they would fall and then they'd be like a trampoline. Yes, I was going to say the trampoline, and they just bounce back up on the tightrope. And they just and grab spot. the trapeze or some shit yeah. and do a flip. Trapeze, and like and that. now they're walking yeah, again, like. Mm, all right, everyone with Lilith in Sagittarius is a trapeze artist in their life. That is Duh. how they... Um... Let us know if you if that is your placement and just, just put in the comments, I'm a trapeze artist. Like, that would be great. 
that's amazing. Um, Write us a review that says I'm a trappy artist. <laughs> it can make you can also come off kind of self righteous, um, like they don't okay. have like typical inhibitions, kind of almost like drunk type of Whoa. <laughs> energy. Drunk but energy, not, not like you know what I'm. I hope you get what I'm trying to say. Um, so she, when things come up for her and she needs to kind of like lie or manipulate or gaslight somebody or get it, make it happen. Like she can kind of just trust that it'll work out, um, and just be like confident about it and manifest that, that thing to work out how it's going to go into. she obviously also does the work along with it with all her Capricorn and Mars, like the way her other placements work out. Um, but as far as the actual, like, lie manipulation part goes, I think it does feel very, uh, Lilith Sagittarius. <laughs> um, Scorpio, she only has, uh, Pluto there, so I'm not, I'm not too concerned about that. Um, there are a couple sextiles to her Lilith placement, one over to Venus and Aquarius, so she can always kind of lean, like when she's trying to pull off a lie, she can always kind of lean on her quirkiness, like her mm -hmm. Aquarius nature and like her values in like her Aquarius type values. Um, she can also lean on, get kind of support from, or is that, oh, it's actually to her um, vertex, but that's not accurate. So that's the only sextile. There was one. There was one. There was one sextile. I'm so, I'm so sorry if I disappointed someone. I, you disappointed um, me. Um, very upset. Uh -huh. Minus one very. sextile <laughs> equals sadness. So, um, hmm. let's see. If her moon is in Aries, there could be a trine to her moon okay. from this placement. But I, I'm feeling that Taurus moon. Um, let's see. Jupiter and Leo. She can also get um, a lot of that, like. <laughs> As long as she's confident and plays it right, like the universe kind of backs her up a little bit. Yeah, and she really did know exactly how to dress, exactly how to speak, exactly how to act, exactly who to be nice to and who to make mm -hmm. feel important. She really did mm -hmm. like play into that so much. That was her mm -hmm. strategy. That's why yeah. she was able to be so so good mm -hmm. at what she did. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. it, it's really, it's really incredible. Yeah, she's impressive, and it's like high five, but also like, yeah, maybe not though. Like, like don't it's do little, all that. Though. Yeah, like <laughs> I wish this had manifested in a slightly different way. Mm -hmm. I think she could have been just a great social influencer, and yeah. like, I don't know, but she still can be. Right, she, she probably will be. Still is. She is. I um, mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really something. It's really something. So the next thing I have on here is how she got caught in like her legal stuff. Mm -hmm. Do we want to get into that? Do you have any yeah. final thoughts on her manipulation? I mean, it still comes up a million times. Really but... just with that Capricorn stellium, with her having North Node, Saturn, uh, Neptune, which can also be kind of like casting an illusion type of thing. Uranus, Mercury, Juno, like all of that in Capricorn making her, and maybe her moon in Taurus, like just so unquestionable. Like, yeah. It makes it hard for people to doubt her. And if they do, they're not going to do it to her face. Ooh, ooh, you I know. like that. And that is a perfect segue into this because <laughs> Rachel did not do it to her face. Um, instead, she went behind Anna's back. She worked with the police. She worked with the FBI to set up a sting operation so that they could catch her. Uh, she had 
um, Anna had the money that she owed Rachel. So mm-hmm. it's like they had a reason to be in contact. Rachel had a reason to talk to her. At this point, Rachel was acting like nothing was wrong, though. Mm-hmm. So she was still acting like, oh, we're all good. She pretended to be checking in, checking on her friend, asking to hang out, being totally cool with everything. So Anna agreed to meet her. She mm-hmm. let her guard down a little bit. Um, and it was at a restaurant in L.A., so she had no qualms about it. She just shows up. The police apprehended her before she even arrived. Meanwhile, Rachel was sending her texts the whole time saying, like, Oh, what time are you going to be here? Because she was so scared that Anna was going to know it was her. And then she does, like, a tell-all in mm-hmm. interviews. So it's kind of like, why were you so scared for her to know when you know it was big public stuff? But, yeah. And she later testifies in court face-to-face with Anna. So it's like a big dramatic face-off. And this was crazy to watch in the courtroom. Like, Anna smirked at her and, like, rolled her eyes a lot and, like, shook her head. Like, while they were, I mean, it was really, wow. you could feel the cat fight. Like, if they had, like, let it go, like, they might have attacked mm-hmm. each other. It was really intense. I might have to go see that. That sounds really intense. And by the way, these are things you should not do in court. This is how you make a jury fucking hate you. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't have, that's why people are like, oh, well, they didn't have any emotions in court. You are not supposed to. Yeah. Your attorney will advise you to refrain from showing mm-hmm. any intense emotion in any way. Because you kind of want to be hard to read for the jury. Mm-hmm. You know, you want them to s- sympathize with you. Right. But you don't want to be like, oh, well, she was faking that crying. You know, you don't want to overdo you it. You don't want them to dislike you because of the way you presented yourself. Especially if you're just also already. with clothing and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're already. And she has some. We'll get into her clothing, too. <laughs> if you're already, like, kind of disingenuous, too, mm-hmm. like, you're, and you, that's what you're known for. Mm-hmm. Um, same with, like, Casey uh-huh. Anthony, another great example. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you're already a known fucking liar, <laughs> so we really don't want you, like, being super emotional in any kind of direction. Like, yeah. we don't want, because you're, you're not believable in the first place. That's why we're here, because you're a liar. So, um, now in court. So Anna was accused of stealing upwards of $275,000 from banks, hotels, and wealthy socialites who thought she was their friend. She was offered a plea deal, uh, and that would make sure she served anywhere between three to nine years in prison and assume all responsibility for her crimes, but she declined. Not interested. She did not take the deal, and she wanted to go in tri- to trial for this. And mm-hmm. why would somebody do that? Well, she wanted control of her narrative. That is not why most people decide to go to trial. They want to prove their innocence. Mm -hmm. That wasn't really a concern for her. She more so just, she said her own words. It was just the only way I could tell my story. Her story. (laughs) The story is important. Her narrative is everything. Mm -hmm. Her priorities. Yes. She didn't like what was going around about her. This was her chance to set Mm -hmm. the record straight, which is not what the court of law is for. But sure. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. next part is amazing. This is the clothing part. This part cracks me up. At her request, Anna's defense attorney arranged for a wardrobe stylist to source outfits for her court appearances, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about her courtroom style for a minute. I wish we had some visuals. Like, I wish we had, like, a screen that we could just, like, go. Yeah, we, maybe we should get a green screen. <gasps> Do you want us to get a green screen for those of you? kind of nice. It'd be extra setup, but. For those of you watching on YouTube, because we are on all the platforms, yeah. but YouTube has the visual component. So if you're a visual watcher of the podcast, we could have people do fan art and we could put it on the green screen. We will put your fan art on our green screen when we get it. So <laughs> let us know if you want it, because we will do it. And send us fan art. We would love that. <laughs> We've never received fan art so far. 
Do you think we have? Have we? I feel like one of my friends, maybe. I feel like you didn't share it with me. No. <laughs> I've never I, seen I cannot this fan remember. art. Can't confirm the fan art. Um, so, yeah. Her courtroom style. On her first day in court, she um, wore a Michael Kors dress. It's called a shift dress. I don't really know what that means. But that's what it's called. Oh, yeah. They're like a loose, like, kind of hippie girl vibe. Like, short, usually above the knee. I, I think. Because I, I like shift. I, when I, like, look for clothes, if I look for a dress, I've typed in so shift dress. I just like, there's something about the vibe of it I just like. I don't, I, I, I'm probably not explaining it accurately. No, I love clothes, and I didn't know that. So that's <laughs> exciting. I'm going to look up some shift dresses on Amazon. You would like them. Mm -hmm. I feel like I would. Yeah. You know what I like, fashion, fashionally. Fashionally? That's not a word. Nope. <laughs> I invented it. Fashionally, you know what I enjoy. Um, so the next day in court, she paired um, a sheer black St. Laurent top with a Victoria mm -hmm. Beckham trouser. Mm -hmm. Very chic. Very chic. On the third day of trial, Anna refused to enter the courtroom because she didn't want to show up in her Rikers Island prison clothing. Um, and her civilian outfit for the day had not been pressed. Mm -hmm. Huge catastrophe. Like, you can't, you can't just be showing up in unpressed clothing. Mm -hmm. Like, no, that's not happening. Uh, <laughs> so, she had a total crying meltdown. She delayed trial for an hour and a half. And the judge was ready to punch her in the throat, I feel like. Because she was forced <laughs> to appear, which is really funny. This judge had absolutely no patience. And... The strategy of her defense team in the courtroom was so interesting. It was such a choice. Her lawyer argued that Anna's intent all along was to repay her debts. He claimed um, that many of the services she was accused of stealing were actually given to her in exchange mm -hmm. for publicity on her Instagram. Mm -hmm. So he's like, no, no, that was a trade. What do you... Yeah. No. She, she mm -hmm. was already owed that. She was promised That's that. That's interesting. He also described her as an entrepreneur... With a strong comparison to Frank Sinatra, uh, which is really, really interesting. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. The Sinatra defense. It's like infamously the Sinatra defense now oh. because it was so ridiculous. Um, basically claiming that this was a golden opportunity in New York, just like Frank Sinatra. Like she came here with a dream, with a dream, the American dream. Who she doesn't is, identify with that? Yes, mm -hmm. she's so relatable. Like, it's so funny. Um, the jury was not convinced. On April 25th, 2019, after deliberating for only two days, they found Anna guilty of eight charges. She initially had ten coming at her. Eight of them she was found guilty. And these charges included grand larceny in the second degree, attempted grand larceny, and theft of services. Like I said, she was found not guilty of the charge uh, that was related to Rachel Williams. She was not owed her anything. She was also um, found not guilty of one attempted grand larceny in the first degree relating to, relating to the original loan application with City National Bank. Mm -hmm. So these are two that was like, no, she didn't do that, but she did do these eight other things. So <laughs> eh, still fucked. Um, she was sentenced four to 12 years in prison, which is... Actually worse than the plea deal that she refused. Not much. It's very similar. Okay. That one was, I think, three to nine years, and this one was four to 12. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, she would have gotten a slightly better deal mm -hmm. with the plea, but whatever. She served less than three years in prison, so mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Nonviolent offender we, is what we're dealing with here. Yeah. She's like a federal, more of like federal mm -hmm. crimes um, than any 
you know, violent criminals, I would be pissed if they got out after three years. This, I mean, whatever. Whatever. Every, there's a lot of eyes on her. So that's her court stuff. The next part is all, like, prison related. Okay. So. So, yeah, for court, um, I did have a couple thoughts here. Okay. With the um, dream thing. Like, I, I kind of. My ears perked up when you were talking about um, the dream type of defense because okay. um, I feel like for an Aquarius sun, Aquarius Venus person, um, like that, I didn't, that kind of like a value of like going out and fulfilling a dream, like fulfilling um, an ideal version of your life, like, like chasing something like, like that is just so Aquarius, like mm -hmm. that kind of like star. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's yeah. amazing. It felt very like oh okay. Um, She's chasing dreams like Frank like Sinatra. Like Aquarius has a lot to do with aspirations and things like that. So I thought it was interesting. Um, and then let's see. Also, all the um, how she was more concerned about how her story was told to the masses, Venus and Aquarius. <laughs> Her, that's her value. Her she her value was not the you know the court situation as much. It seems like her she really valued how it um, she was perceived by everybody on a big scale. Mm -hmm. um, talking to a lot of people on a bigger scale audience, bigger scale is very like Aquarius air energy. Um, so for her story to be told everybody, she wanted it to be done the right way. Her Venus is there. It's important to her. Um, also. The fashion. The, the art. fashion. The fashion, the art. We have um, I've kind of waited till now to, to like really bring it up. She has some a little collection of placements that I really think uh, suit this um, value for her. This value and very uh, like passion of hers. Um, for one, Venus in Aquarius again, since we're already on that, uh, can really like to portray themselves in a unique way, um, come off a little bit different, like find a new way to do things. Like it's, um, as far as also dressing like your Venus sign, like we've talked about, mm -hmm. like it's, it's, it really shows kind of what kind of aesthetics you can really, um, value. So she wasn't afraid to dress a little different, like, and, yeah. and like stand out for that. I uh, love that. My Venus is also an Aquarius and I feel like I <laughs> definitely have a very quirky, uh -huh. I tend to really lean into vintage and mismatched stuff is yeah. kind of my jam. It is that like quirky, like not. And it's important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love aesthetics. It's, yep. it's funny. I, I relate to that part of her chart a lot. Yeah. That's the way that mm -hmm. and then clothes. her moon, <laughs> if it's in Taurus, would also kind of lean into that like mm. Venusy ruled um, energy as well as wanting it to be luxurious, wanting it to be um, of high value, um, <laughs> like financially. Because she also, even if her moon isn't there, she has Vesta in Taurus. So it is for, like a deep soul devotion, mm -hmm. um, that kind of indulgent type of energy. Uh, she also has Ceres and Libra, which is another Venus ruled signs so i think she gets a lot of comfort from the her appearances and her aesthetics um yeah the more we talk about it the more i'm feeling the taurus moon because she really did love <laughs> like luxurious food mm -hmm. luxurious clothing luxurious travel like yeah. she didn't 
she leaned into the mm -hmm. finer things and like kicking back and enjoying it like right. very indulgent behavior like mm -hmm. much more so than like aries it's it, oh now i know I, it's, i'm it's changing hard. my vote so i'm hard. going all right totally changing my vote to uh, taurus moon the last thing you've convinced on me here. <laughs> you sold it i really sold it everybody are you convinced now? Did you start one way and now flip? Yeah, I got to know if you guys uh, could let us know. That'd be uh -huh. great. Um, also, last thing, Jupiter and Leo, like, wanting to be more expressive, more expressive. <laughs> um, and that'll show up in the way she dresses as well. Um, the Cancer Stellium, or not, not really Stellium, I don't know, it's like South Node, Chiron, Pholus. Um, something with Cancer, sometimes I feel like they really... They really like like feel into aesthetics. Um, Capricorn wants to look professional. She has a lot of Capricorn placements. But as far as love of fashion, those first um, like four or five placements I mentioned, I think are really interesting for her. She's interesting all mm -hmm. around. Yeah. So do we want to know what she's up to now? We're kind of moving into more present time. We're yeah, going to talk about everything. prison. So she did serve her sentence. She finished it out at Rikers Island. Uh, she walked out of prison on February 11th, 2022, which is like two months ago. Wow. So she's done. She said it was very exciting to be out. She was really happy. The first thing they handed her was her bronzer. I watched this. I watched a video of it like live, her leaving prison. That was the first thing she got was bronzer. So she's like getting her aesthetics. Um, taken care of. She gets right back on social media, Instagram and Twitter specifically. She was ready to get back to her life. Like it was mm -hmm. not like, it was no missteps. Like, Nothing's hey, wrong. Ready. Let's yep. go. Mm -hmm. that's, she's very adaptable. She's going right back into her life. Mm -hmm. um, and then in, in an interview before her sentencing, it's, this is one of my favorite things, Anna quotes. Um, she said, I'd be lying to you and to everyone else and even to myself if I said I was sorry for anything. Direct quote. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. Had to include that in wow. here. So with the fines and everything, like she was fined $24,000. She was ordered mm -hmm. to pay restitution of $199,000 to the impacted parties that she stole from. Um, these amounts, about $75,000 in legal fees related to the trial. And they were all paid for through the proceeds of her Netflix deal. She profited $320,000. So the leftover money, wow. about twenty-two grand, the court allowed her to keep that, so no mm -hmm. problem. While she was in custody, she actually had thirteen infractions for misbehavior, but she was let out early on good behavior. So this is a contradiction that I found in my research. Hmm. So they said like disobeying orders and some fighting, but when she talks about it, she says that she was really chill in prison and had celebrity status huh. but then i found reports saying that she was in solitary confinement during christmas like that she was causing problems so i don't know which version is true i don't with her you never know what yeah. if what she's saying is actually like where the truth lies like it's in there somewhere so um she was housed initially at bedford hills correctional facility before she was transferred and then of course being released after her release, again, getting right back on social media, putting her bronzer on, going into her things, she checked into the Nomad Hotel. 
She hired a German camera crew to follow her and film her activities. Is anyone surprised by this? That's the first thing she does is like get this on film. Mm -hmm. Let's see my life. Um, which I feel like that could be a reality show. Like I would watch. Oh, I would. Yeah. I would fucking watch it. Like yeah. I would. I couldn't help myself. I need to know. <laughs> She's so fascinating. What is she gonna do next? Like her story is not over. Um, because six weeks after her release on parole. I'm sorry, this was March 20... This is in 2021, not 2022. Mm -hmm. I'm a year off. Pardon me on that. Don't come for me. I realize my error now. <laughs> so, right out about a year ago, she was taken back into custody by Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, ICE, for fucking up and overstaying her visa. So, it's just like even mm. funnier that that was the thing. She could have just gone on with her life nonchalant, but she forgot to do this one like big major thing. Like an important thing. And now she's like back in custody. So, the audacity of not getting that done is also like crazy to me. Uh, she's currently held in a New Jersey County jail by ICE awaiting deportation to Germany. And she is legally contesting this. Mm. More hot Anna news. This is in 2022. We're getting closer to current wow. timeline. Okay. In January of 2022, she tested positive for COVID-19 in prison. She was placed in quarantine. An immigration judge ruled that if Anna was freed, she would have the ability and the inclination to continue to commit fraudulent and dishonest acts. So no one trusts her. <laughs> That's <laughs> so interesting. Um, so like a month ago, March 1st, 2022... Anna joined a class action lawsuit filed by the American Civil Liberties Union. She alleges that ICE refused multiple requests for a COVID-19 booster shot. So she's like all about vaccinations. She's pro-vax. Uh, she received one dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine in mm -hmm. April of 2021. And she's relentless about everything she decides to focus on, I think. Like mm -hmm. where she's like... Oh, yeah, well, I want my booster shot, and I'm going to cause a scene until I get it. Like, she's she yeah. makes demands. She's not afraid <laughs> to make demands. Mm -hmm. Also, her fame has, of course, really taken off. Um, and she boasts about that in her interviews, about how, like, she was never treated badly. She got all the celebrity status. This whole thing really fed mm -hmm. her ego a whole, whole lot. Uh, and she loves being famous. So... She also, the son of Sam Law came into play with the Netflix deal, which is kind of interesting. We have covered son of Sam on this podcast. So this law was passed after the son of Sam yeah. um, murders, and it prohibits people who are convicted of a crime to profit from publicity. Mm. So it just made every bit of this, like, really crazy. She also, this is another funny thing she did uh, a year ago, just fun shit she's been doing, like, I, I like knowing, like, what's she up to outside of the documentary? She sent a sarcastic letter to Donald Trump where she anticipated that he would eventually become a prisoner at Rikers Island, just like her. And that's pretty <laughs> fucking funny. I want to read the letter. I like it. Um, it's hilarious. She also reportedly had an unidentified boyfriend in New York for two years. Um, so until he moved to United Arab Emirates. I, mm -hmm. I spelled this out phonetically so I'd get it right. Um, she kept his actual identity a secret, but she said that she would disclose a few things. He mm -hmm. gave TED Talks, mm -hmm. and he was profiled in The New Yorker. So it's someone Ooh. important, it's someone noteworthy, and I'm curious. I, she would drop those kind of hints, too. Uh, yeah. Um, but she'll reveal his identity yeah. for a fee. The bidding starts at ten grand. 
She's savage as fuck. Like, seriously. This is amazing. Yeah, you could pay 10 grand to find out who she, who her boyfriend was, if you want. She knows how to profit from yes, everything. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, she started investing in technology and cryptocurrency in 2019. So she's into, of course, like Aquarius, feels mm-hmm. Aquarius kind of stuff. Um, and her aspirations have included running an investment firm, which are you going to give her your money? I feel like that's probably not the best move. Um, hmm. Probably consult someone, get some second opinions if you're thinking about uh, investing with her. Sounds like a terrible plan. And <laughs> since the world found out about her story, she's been the subject of a number of TV shows, including an episode of American Greed by CNBC. Love that show. An episode of Generation Hustle by HBO Max 2020, which we were talked about. 60 Minutes, which I watched. It doesn't end there. She was the subject of a fake heiress drama documentary podcast by a journalist. There was a play written about her by and released by BBC Radio. Mm-hmm. Radio? Radio. I don't know. That came out weird. In late July and early August of 2021, Anna X, a stage play, was inspired Whoa. by her story. So she's like, well, I want to see the Anna musical. Like, Anna yeah. the musical coming oh. soon. Maybe we should start the musical. Like, if nobody's done it yet, we are going to go ahead and claim it as our side project. We will be releasing an anime musical. musical this time next year. I feel like it could be really good, actually. I would fucking love to be in it and to watch it both. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, again, the nine-episode Netflix series, if you haven't watched it yet, super entertaining. Mm-hmm. That was released in February 2022. And it is still in the top five most watched programs on Netflix. And it was at the very top the week it was released. So, future plans. What's she trying to do next? Ooh, ooh, I have one more thing. Yeah, say something. say it, say it. So, she recently is doing this boyfriend thing reveal situation. <laughs> boyfriend reveal. Um, her Venus is at the spot in Aquarius where Saturn is currently. Uh, also some other things, um, like we also had Venus go through there recently and Mars and stuff, but I think it's extra interesting how like her restricting information on her love life is happening during the Saturn transit and making it like such a big deal. Um, whoa. Yeah. Like Saturn's moving over her Venus and she's like, I'm not going to tell you guys who I'm with. Like, I'm going to restrict that information. Uh, I wish I knew what house was this one again, but, um, yeah. Uh, Juno's also there. So like commitment, like someone she's committed to. That's so uh, interesting. Like also people would have to be really committed to find out that information with Juno and, uh, Saturn. (laughs) I love it. They gotta spend lots of money. They gotta spend lots of money. Gotta spend lots of money. So other Anna plans. Um, remember earlier I was saying like I would totally watch a reality show. Well, sh- there's talks of it. Uh, mm. She apparently this year has signed a deal to star in a reality television series about life after prison. She's mm-hmm. also working on a book about her time in jail and a podcast. Are you ready for a mic drop moment? She's actually gonna be our new co-host. For this podcast, no. <laughs> Surprise! I was going to be so excited. Surprise, I forgot to tell you. Um, I've been in close contact. 
We've been DMing. We've been DMing. I've been <laughs> writing her letters in prison for years. And uh, I sent her one of her outfits she wore in court. All this is fucking fake as fuck wise. Um, but if you say it What's confidently. What's the the show? You what? It says real. It's, it's oh, real except for the parts that aren't. That are totally made up. It's yeah. all true except for the parts that are completely made up. Like the last section where I said she was going to be on this podcast. But I am going to watch that fucking reality show. Like. For sure. Man. I'm interested. If she wants to do a Sun Moon Rising interview, <gasps> we're down. Uh, Anna, if you're watching this, please let us know. Um, we are interested in all things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want, we want to do that. So now this is just the quote section. Okay. Which is probably my favorite part because I made a running quote list of all the funniest things she said. Which I've, I've dropped a few of them already, but this was kind of... I'm excited. My favorites. Okay, and then, yeah. When asked, who is the real Anna Delvey? She responds with, now that's a loaded question. (laughs) That's literally her answer. That's a perfect answer. Boy, that's a a tough one. Um, Again, more words people use to describe her were charismatic, charming, quirky, which we already said, and Mm -hmm. a go-getter. Her bio on social media... (laughs) She's incredible. She's so funny. She's good at marketing. She says that she's a professional defendant. Amazing. Absolutely wow. amazing. Um, let's just, uh, okay, now in 60 Minutes interview, they asked her, <laughs> this is so funny. Okay. I keep trying to read it. Long. I know. Okay. It's so funny. So they asked her if she felt bad about the people who got burnt along the way. And she replied, I actually had to go back and like listen to it several times to make sure I got it word for word because it was so funny. Can you name me the names of the people and I'll tell you if I feel bad about them? <laughs> like, let's break this down. Give me a list and I'll review. She's really funny. Like, she's witty. She is wow. very funny. Um, so she's, again, like gaslighting everybody or she genuinely believes this. And it's, it's both. Yeah. But... Um, Another really great quote, (laughs) because she doesn't believe she conned anyone. Um, So, I wasn't like a ladder climber. I was just doing whatever I wanted at the time. 100%. 100% that's what you were doing, girl. Uh, That's the most honest thing she's ever said. Because what she wants is also lined up with climbing the ladder. Yep. But her own ladder in her own way. Aquarius. Her own ladder. Yeah. It's her own way of doing it, but yeah. And uh, final quote that's just really funny. She also said that she felt that rich people or the people at the top were not very smart or talented, so I can do that. She's not wrong. She's, yeah. She's like, there's nothing extraordinary about these people who are living these, like the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. She's looking at that going, what do they do? What do they do? I could just be professionally, like, walking around being fierce. Like, I can do that. Yeah, most people in high-up positions, I'm always surprised once I really see what they do. I'm like, oh, that's not... You made it sound like it was, like, something crazy impossible, and it's really not. And I think one of my favorite things about her being able to portray this character Mm -hmm. is how plain-looking she is. Like, she's not this exotic beauty Mm -hmm. like a Kardashian. She's not this, like super sexed up kind of girl like she's very normal Mm -hmm. which is relatable like she's a normal like she looks like just Mm -hmm. any girl on the street like you wouldn't really notice her i don't think if if just depends on how she's dressed you know how she dresses it up but yeah yeah 
So that's all I have on my notes. So like finishing touches on, on charting right now, like unleash everything you want to say about anything we haven't talked about. You act like I've got this little reservoir. That you I've do. Been holding you've back. been holding, you're holding out on me. I can feel it. I want you to give me this Anna juice right now. Don't, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> I made it weird. I'm sorry. Uh, I turned it into something else. <laughs> I feel like I've talked about most of our chart. Uh, let's see. Any final thoughts? Mm, what was your favorite Anna quote? I'm interested in knowing. <laughs> favorite Anna quote? Probably that one. It just reminded me even just the phrasing of it. Like, I'm not like a ladder climber. Uh-huh. Um, the way that it's phrased, I just think it's so Yeah, hurt. we'll read it one more time. Let's see. <laughs> I'm not a ladder climber. I wasn't like a ladder climber. I was just doing whatever I wanted at the time. I think that's definitely my favorite. But I also like that she wants people, the one where she's got to like uh, have people call everyone by name, name. Can you name me the names of the people? And she'll let you know. And I'll let you know if I feel bad about them. <laughs> yeah. Those are, those are top two for me. Please provide a list and I'll let you know. I'll put a yes and a no by each name. I want to see who the no's are and who the yes. I'm curious of like who she's. Yeah. I feel like she's not sorry for anybody because she says no. that very plainly as well in here. Like I'd be lying to you and myself and everyone else if I said I felt bad about any of this because I feel great about it. Like she's. Confidence. Well, one other thing I can say about her chart, I don't think I said this when I talked about her Mars placement, is that this Sherry Mars and uh, Mars and Gemini is great for multitasking. I feel like she was probably doing a bunch of things that went with her workflow. Um, also, having the trine to her, there's the trine up to her Sun, Saturn, and North Node, but also the trine over to her Palace and Virgo, and being able to make these little incremental decisions to make things work out like uh, Virgo can be very tedious and very like detail oriented so I think that that served her like she has this wisdom about detail because mm -hmm. she mm -hmm. knew how to like float money from one thing to the next to yeah. like, keep up the appearance and like keep it all running uh, while behind the scenes it was like meltdown city but like on the surface she was like knew exactly which moves to make like a chess game yeah all these de detail and things like people would talk about her right how like even, like it, they, it was so believable because of the detail she put into how yep. she operated. Yep. Yeah. Very, very intelligent. Mm -hmm. I am interested to see what she does next. Like we need to keep doing updates on about her, like for Patreon and everything. We'll just keep a close eye on her because I feel like she's gonna do so much more. Mm -hmm. Like we're we're gonna keep seeing her. Yeah. So. So how does that work with her doing like a podcast and all of these things related to with the Sam son of Sam? situation like you know, the law and yeah because like, i'm not sure because she was yeah. able to get paid for the netflix deal but this whole thing did come up it did bring up that law and that whole like you can't profit off of this but they let her pay back mm -hmm. all the people she owed money to with it so it feels like that was maybe it's a certain percentage even that she can and can't profit. and then like if you achieve fame because of what you did then is everything you do after that tied to I don't think so because crime. because as long as like I mean she's really at this point like here's my life now like yeah. life after prison like life after lockup is a show mm -hmm. you know what I mean like you can legally be like this is me readjusting to society this is what I'm doing post that Even though nobody would care if you like you hadn't done anything exactly 
I, it's very interesting. And we're all guilty because we're feeding the beast by being interested. Like, we're doing it right now by talking about her. I mean, you could say that about any court case ever. Absolutely. Like, people even back in the day that would just go to the trial to yeah, see it. Yeah, just to watch it. Um, that's a whole controversial topic. So. Yeah. But probably people watching this aren't going to be um, no, it's just, worried about it. <laughs> it's just so interesting. Mm -hmm. um, there's always going to be a public fascination mm -hmm. with things that are a little bit seedy and we love controversy we love scandal we like want to scandal. figure it out we want to educate ourselves scandal is as old as time we've always been interested in it that's actually kind of what newspapers were founded on like oh, oh we want to talk about the scandal and that was like oh today's hot scandal extra extra get it in the streets like mm -hmm. know what's going on and yeah. know what's going on and it's all <laughs> dramatized and it's all like this yeah. big production and we, as a society, as a culture, especially in America, mm -hmm. I feel like we're probably the guiltiest of all the mm -hmm. societies of really kind of being interested in the celebrity kind of status for people. Yeah. And, like, she has absolutely achieved that at this point. If you have a Netflix special, you're a celebrity. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Speaking of other celebrities who've had specials, hers was Hulu, but season one, episode four, we covered Gypsy Rose Blanchard and yeah. Blanchard, and Gypsy will be out of prison in the next, like, year and a half. So she's going to be another one that we'll, we'll probably want to do updates on and watch mm -hmm. and see, like, what's she going to do when she gets out of prison? Is it going to be something similar where she has, like, a reality show or, like, mm -hmm. how do you rebuild your life when she was never given an education or skills or anything? So, like, what's she going to do? Is she going to be a, the next? Social media star. I feel like we could see some similarities, maybe. I, they're they're about the same age too. They're both like young, twenty somethings. Well, she's older now. But. I'm trying to think about like what kind of brand deals she would get. I like, know. Like I know that that's. Um, but that's, it's so dark humor in me. But like it's interesting to think about because that is kind of where our culture has shifted. When you have like big events mm -hmm. in the limelight, like you can get a deal, you can get a book deal, you can get a Netflix deal, like. Achieve some sort of fame, status, celebrity, and become an influencer even when you've done something, like, really bad. Mm -hmm. So, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, we're going to keep our eye on her. We don't, we don't, let's all keep our eyes on her in case she opens an investment firm. Uh, and if you consider investing with her, let us know. We want to know your sun, moon, rising. We want to know about you if you want to invest with Anna. <laughs> and we want to know why. Why do you trust this? Uh, <laughs> it... It's tempting. We're gonna wait. It's it's tempting because yeah. I feel like she is gonna be really, probably successful because mm. she's got all that drive. I don't know. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Well, that is Anna Delvey, Anna Sorokin, Anna Sorokin, Anna Ferris. What? No, no, not her. <laughs> uh, she's a fantastic speech actress, though. I love Anna Ferris. Um, but we hope you enjoyed that story. If you're still here, you absolutely enjoyed yourself. So you might as well mm -hmm. tell all your friends and family. Mm -hmm. Share this podcast with everybody you know. Mm -hmm. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you are subscribed. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have rated, reviewed, mm -hmm. all the things. Go shout it from the rooftops. Let the people know. Mm -hmm. Follow us on social media. Check out our TikTok, our Instagram, our Twitter, mm -hmm. our Facebook, all these places. Have all things Dark Alignment. We try to give you some fun content there. Yep. Merch, Patreon, all that good shit. DarkAlignmentPodcast.com. Get on there. Get our behind-the-scenes footage. It's a great time. We can confirm, and so can our patrons. Shout out to all of our amazing patrons. We love you, and we love all of you for listening. So thank you, and good night. Night-night. Good night. <laughs> Bye. Good